This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Thursday, February 17th, 2022. And my guest is the awesome YouTube creator, Tech Me Out. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. How about you? I'm pretty great. So we've now spent about a week playing with the Galaxy phones, the mm-hmm. new ones. And I kind of thought it'd be great to have you on because I had Anno Bong on last week and we talked about, you know, all the new stuff and the tech and all the, the first impressions. Well, we just had the phones for like a few hours. But mm-hmm. now you and I have spent like a week with them. So do you want to review them with me? Yeah, let's let's talk. Let's yeah. let's talk about them because I actually I'm in the midst of working on um, some content surrounding it, like my first impression. So this will definitely help get the thoughts going on different things that I've been enjoying and maybe not enjoying. <laughs> For sure. So I saw your unboxing video and I will put it in the yeah. show notes so people can watch it. And hopefully if you make another video before Saturday, I will put it in there as well uh, cool. so that people can see what your thoughts are. But Maybe let's do top fives. What are the top five things that you really like Ooh. about the, let's start with the Ultra because that's the big beast. Yes, that's actually the one that I have the most experience with currently because that's the one I've been messing with the most out of the two. I have the S22 Ultra and the Galaxy S22. Um, and five things that I like about it. One, I like the color. So I have the burgundy option. And I don't know, it just looks good. It's not a common color found on phones. It's different. Um, So overall, I've been pleased with that. Uh, The other thing that I like is that the stylus is integrated into the phone. So I don't have to keep up with it externally. It simplifies, you know, carrying it. Um, The third thing, and let's keep in mind, these are in no particular order. (laughs) (laughs) The third thing here that I like about it is uh, the display. That is something that I absolutely love with just like all Samsung phones. It's like, it's always a treat, you know, when you open it up and power it on, especially when you get to that home screen, you're greeted with those vibrant colors and just that crisp, clear image. Very satisfying. So it's just like, ah. <laughs> so I, I really that. like the display on it. Um, uh, the fourth thing, the cameras. I've really been enjoying the cameras. Um to me, it's like the perfect vlogging camera, uh, especially in a phone format, um, more so because you have, you know, your phone so you can communicate with others. Uh, you also still have the ability to consume media and things like that. Kind of like a little mini computer, but also your mini DSLR, so to speak, because the cameras are so good um, and versatile as well. And I would say the last thing, we can't forget the battery. That battery will definitely get you through the entire day for sure. <laughs> so no complaints there. I'm very pleased with that. So what about you? What are your your top five? Oh man, I did a little top five video the other day on um, on Instagram. I my number one is probably um, the design. Like it's it mm. feels like going home. This phone, like it feels like you're picking up a Note 20 Ultra again. You know, because it yes, really it is a Note. It like. There's no mm-hmm. other way to describe it. Like the design is exactly the same as the Note 20 Ultra was. And I just love that design. I It just looks good and it feels good in hand. 
And yeah, it's big and massive and it's not for everyone. Right, right. But the integrated S Pen is just so nice. And I just, I just like it. It just feels like very familiar. It's like putting on an old pair of sneakers, you know, that I've, I haven't yeah. worn in a while and they're just comfy. So that's one, number one. Number two, probably the cameras. Um, they are incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's like on paper, they're almost the same as last year, but just the, some minor tweaks to the software and improvements to the user experience. And just overall, I just feel like Samsung's really nailed it. Like it's hard mm-hmm. to argue with anyone now about like, you know, there's all these other phones. A lot of the Chinese phones I have are really good with imaging too, like Huawei and even like, um, you know, Xiaomi and some of the phones like OnePlus, et cetera. But it's like, you know, Samsung and Apple and Google are just still completely nailing it. Like to the point where you're like, why would I bother using anything else? And with the versatility, as you said, for vlogging, I'm having the two telephotos for me is, is kind of the killer, right? So yeah, I love it. It's great for that. Uh, Let's see. Number three. I think it was mm-hmm. 5G, my number three. Like, it has every ah. 5G flavor. Like, you know, like iPhones do too, and the Pixels do as well. But the Pixels don't always have a millimeter wave, like the, the cheaper ones. And, you know, iPhones, of course, have all the things. But it's mm-hmm. very hard to find a Android phone in the US that has everything, like millimeter wave, sub six, mid band, and for all three carriers. So if you're buying this unlocked, you have, you know, all the options in the world to use whatever network you want, whenever, wherever, if you're traveling, whatever, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four, let me see. I think battery life and performance was one of them. The battery mm-hmm. life, you see, I, I didn't have as much to say about battery life a week ago when Anobong was on because we just, <laughs> you know, scratching the surface. But now that I've used yeah. this thing for a week, like, wow, it just keeps going. It's really, really good. And of course, it's fast. It does really well. Um, when my review is up on Hot Hardware, folks, check out. Uh, I have a whole performance thing in there because it's technical. And But mm-hmm. um, you, if you're a gamer, this is not going to be your best phone in terms of like long-term playing because mm-hmm. it throttles after about 10, 15 minutes. But, you know, it's not a huge deal. It's not like it's going to stop you from playing. It's just, you know, this is where I think the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, it starts off super fast, so much faster than before for games, but then it can't sustain that very long without killing your battery or without special like heat, um, you know, tech, right? So that's why mm-hmm. I think gaming phones this year are going to really matter with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. Um, and let's see, what was my number five? I kind of <laughs> forgot. I have to watch that... Uh, that Instagram I did again. I, it's just, look, there's so many good <laughs> things about this. Um, I suppose the S Pen, I'm not an S Pen person, but I love the fact that it's an option. Um, other things I like about it are like, you know, that it's it's just a well-rounded, kind of like Swiss Army knife of a phone, you know? True, very so, true. So honestly, if, if I had to buy a phone today of my own money, since I'm more of an Android user, I would have to think really long and hard whether I want to pick that up or, you know, pick up a Pixel 6 Pro, which is what I'm using right now. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, there are pros and cons to both, but if you want, like, everything in the kitchen sink, you, just, you know, Samsung's all the way for, for me. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's 
getting harder for me to say to people, even people who are like adventurous and are going to yeah. say, hey, I'm going to buy a phone from China or whatever. And to tell them, yeah, I do it because it's like, this mm -hmm. is so good now. And you can mm -hmm. get such good deals on it, right? Like, mm -hmm. like trade-in deals, carrier deals. It's just, I just don't know what to say to them. I'm like, yeah, that Oppo phone is awesome, but, uh, you right. know. I mean, That's before that, it was more like, it was more balanced. Like OnePlus was more of a part of the game. Like this year, right. hopefully they impress us. But, you know, last year they were kind of meh. And so in previous years, it always has like, well, if you want to be different, you can get a OnePlus or a Google, right? Mm -hmm. But now it's just mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's really the Pixel. We don't know much about the OnePlus 10 Pro. I mean, we know a lot yeah. about it because it's right, sold right. in China and some people did videos already. But we don't have a, a US version yet. So until we have one, then it's really moot. And there's rumors of a OnePlus 10 Ultra, which would have like a periscope mm. lens and stuff. So... Again, this is like, to me, that's the other thing I want to point out. And you tell me what you think of this. It's early in the year and already Samsung's just planted that stake in the ground and just said, this is it, guys. This is the model. This is what you go after for the rest of the year, everyone. Like more it, than, it more like than before, right? It, it felt like that kind of last year, too. They kicked things off for the year. Um, and, and they're coming back with that same energy this year, just delivering another phenomenal phone um, with things that I feel like they listen to the users about in terms of like, I think they got a lot of feedback probably regarding the S pen being external last year in the ultra. Um, and, and to see that now into the phone, like you, I don't use it as often. Um, but I do love the fact that it's in the phone. I would prefer to see it on the right side instead of the left side. I don't know. It just feels because I'm probably like mostly holding my phone in my right hand. It just feels like kind of more natural. Yeah, to be that's, like, I don't know. You know, you know, it was the same with the Note 20 Ultra. That's the first time they switched sides on the, yes. the, the S Pen. And like, I'm obviously right-handed and it just confuses me. Like, I just can't yes. get used to it. it. It feels cumbersome. Like, it just feels like, then it starts to feel clunky because it mm. seems more like I need definitely, I mean, you definitely need both your hands to use the S Pen, but I don't know. It just it doesn't feel as natural and intuitive, I guess, for it to yeah. be on the left. I just, yeah. maybe because I'm right-handed. Well, yeah, um, lefties um, are going to yeah. be really happy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're happy right now, definitely. Yeah. Smiling. But um, I have been enjoying that. Absolutely. It's interesting to me that on paper, like on the surface, the Ultra is really like a Note 20 Ultra mixed with the S21 mm -hmm. Ultra. Just the cameras really from the S21 Ultra last year. Because the uh, the chassis, the you know everything else like the the screen size, the design, the S Pen, all that mm -hmm. is very note. But it's very interesting similar. to me that they decide to still call it a Galaxy S. You know, I think they should have called it the S Twenty One Note because that way you can acknowledge both brands. You know what I'm saying? I that definitely feel you there. Or right, what the the Note Twenty Two Ultra? <laughs> <laughs> you know, com combine the two of them. But no, I definitely understand that, you know, they can combine the names in some form of, in some form or fashion being they did combine the features and the design. Um, so I definitely could feel you there. Yeah. And, you know, people are joking anyway, calling it the, the Note 22. I mean, yeah, it, it really is. I mean, like the Note is back, you know, long live the Note. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just interesting to me that they 
didn't ch change the naming, but everything else is all mm -hmm. Note, you know, other than the cameras. But that's only because the Note is a year and a half old, the old 20 Ultra, right? So they, of course, they, they're going to use the S21 Ultra cameras on the S22, right? So. Right. Because as you say that, too, I'm sitting here thinking, like, if they did toy with the idea of still bringing out a Note, what would it even look like, being that the I Ultra mean, is so Ultra, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, what could they add yeah. to make it justify the price and the name and all the the weight that the note carries under its name <laughs> i think it made sense uh even you know a lot of it was dictated by supply issues and mm -hmm. chip availability and problems like that but i think like even without all that even if covid hadn't happened this is the logical way to do it you know i oh, think yeah, that course, it course. was getting a little silly because the s ultra like the large s was always so close to the note but it didn't mm -hmm. have the s pen and i just thought that was such an artificial you know mm -hmm. barrier like distinction i don't know mm -hmm. so i'm no, happy that, that makes sense yeah it's a better move it seems all the way around <laughs> so are there any downsides i mean the size but like i can't in price okay. i guess and that's what I was going to ask you. Is there anything that, that, that you weren't too fond of? The one thing I'll say that I've experienced so far that I'm not too fond of is the rocking from the camera. Like, I know a lot of the bigger phones with the bigger cameras do have that rock. But for some reason, I don't know if it's the size of the display or just what. But, like, I was using my phone actually on the table. You know, sometimes you point that it rocks. Yep. But it's like, how often do you actually use your phone like that? But I was physically using my phone like that to do something because I didn't feel like holding it. And it was pretty annoying to the point that I really wanted to just put it in my hand because it started to affect my experience. You 100%. know, it wasn't just something that I noticed. It was something then that started to annoy me. So um, that's the one thing that I, I don't like. Um, deal breaker? No, not at all. I still lean into the phone. I still recommend it. It's just something worth mentioning, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, it's particularly bad on this phone for sure. Yeah. I found that mm -hmm. putting it in a case, a small case, I have a very small. Oh, that makes sense. Let me actually show the audience what I've got. You'll see mine. I don't know if it'll come across here. Let me uh, let me look at the Skype screen. But you see how I have this case on it? It's just a very thin case, but it's yeah. just enough to flatten it at the top. So now yes. when it's on the table, yeah. And it's not bulky, like it's not like it's not going to protect mm -hmm. the phone very much. It's just for scratches and stuff. And I found that yeah. really, really helps. So mine is black, my phone, so it makes it look funky and fun like yours because I love awesome. that burgundy, whatever wine color that you have in yours. Yes, it looks beautiful. It's That's so it's, it's definitely chair. more like a a plum in person, you okay. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I love it. It's unique. And like we were saying earlier, it's just not, for me, at least from what I've seen on a lot of, of the, you know, flagship phones, it's not a common color. Um, you know, they always bring out a unique one. So I was happy to see that one. <laughs> I do wish I had that Galaxy Note 20 Ultra Color, or the bronze, whatever it was called. The bronze. A uh, mystic bronze. Ah, okay. Do you remember that? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh, it was a good one. The mystic bronze is pretty <laughs> you know i kind of wish it brought it back but i think that that uh, wine color that you have is is much nicer than the black um mm -hmm. but you know like we're nitpicking here look we're like scratching our heads as we're talking like right what is you know about this phone you really gotta think <laughs> it's, is there anything I mean, you would have and this will probably be different for you because i know you've used Samsung okay. phones for a long time but i'm not a huge fan of 
the UI. Like, I think it's fine. Don't get me wrong. I can live with it. Yeah, it's yeah. totally okay. I still prefer mm-hmm. like Pixel or Moto or like the the kind of more stock. But yeah, I've you know that's not really a complaint. That's more of a preference, yeah, I yeah. think. And then really, I'm really trying to nitpick here. I'm like, okay, what are the things? <laughs> um, but hey, maybe we can switch to the other phones because um, you have the S22. I have the 22 Plus they sent me. So we probably have a slightly different perspective on the the twins, as I call it. Because, you know, the S22 Ultra is essentially a Note and it has like that extra camera and crazy specs and it's just big and expensive. But then mm-hmm. the 22 and the 22 Plus are just basically... Like little sister and big sister, right? Like the same, pretty much. Uh, the same phones, just slightly different in screen size and in battery. So, what's your experience been like with twenty two? The twenty two, just being transparent with you, I haven't used it as much as I've used the Ultra, but in the light use that I've had, it's been nice. I do like the way that I can handle it with one hand a lot easier, <laughs> um, and I do like that it does, like you said, mirror. A lot of the features on its big sister, which then to me allows you to kind of focus more on the design in terms of the size and the battery as the main distinguishing factors between the two. I know there are other smaller things as well that are different, but the main things that I think the average consumer would look at, um, they both possess. So then you can focus more on which feels best to you for your day to day use. And that's something that, you know, phones especially more so now present day, when they have the, so to speak, little sister and the big sister, they're blurring that line of difference between the two a little bit more. And I personally like that because I hated having to choose the larger phone for the better features, the better Right, like Apple did with the the 12 Pro Max versus the 12 Pro, right? Right. The 13 Pro Max and the 13 Pro are like pretty much on par. You just get a bigger screen and a bigger battery. But it wasn't always like that. And you know, it wasn't always like that with the S20 uh, series as well, I remember. Exactly. It started with the S21. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So, So it's nice to see that they're bridging that, so to speak, gap, so to speak, in having them more similar than not. Um, cause then it allows you, to me, it makes my decision a little bit easier, <laughs> right. you know, right. um, or maybe even a little bit harder cause now they're so <laughs> similar, you know, <laughs> oh, man, but, you can't um, win, <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> but, uh, I do, I do like the S22. Um, I just, I guess personally want some more experience with it to speak, you know, further sure. on it. <laughs> What do you think of the design? So, you know, what I, it's an evolution of the S21 design fr- from last year, right? But it's, mm-hmm. it feels different in hand. Like, for me, it took me a while to figure it out. I pulled out my old S21, and it's, you know, the frame on the old phone is thinner and kind of, imme- like, melts into the camera. The camera part is blended into mm. the frame. There's no seam. Whereas if you look on the f- new phone, Mm-hmm. The back is flatter, like it doesn't roll into the ah. sides. And then it's more like a knife, like it's not slab, you know, it's not perfectly rectangular on the sides, not flat on the sides, but it's more like an iPhone because the front and the back are perfectly flat. And then you have a slightly curved frame all the way around the phone. And mm. so I think because of that, it feels a little not, I'm not sure if it's better or worse. It's more of a preference thing here but it feels slightly different in hand that was the first thing i noticed like visually it looks the same almost but then mm-hmm. you touch it and you're like oh that's interesting and um 
I mean, again, we're nitpicking here. It's not a problem or anything. It's just more like no, there is a design <laughs> difference, right? There's a design yeah. difference. Um, the displays are gorgeous. Oh, I knew, I know what it was on the S22 Ultra. My number five was the display. That display is just killer. That's what I was saying. You, oh. it, it just really sets the bar, like everything from watching your own videos to watching movies to even watching YouTube videos, whatever content you're consuming visually, it just looks good. And then you can take it a step further by going into your settings and adjusting the, the resolution, right? And um, yep. the, the, the color yep. vibrancy. So, I mean, that's one thing I do like and um, admire about Samsung when they're not afraid to push the envelope and, and try something new and and they're constantly doing that and on top of that they give you like a ton of features to really give you a more personalized experience um which is not something that all phones do and can provide and sometimes it can be too much you know like i've had my <laughs> moments where i'm just like overwhelmed and i'm just making yep. it more complicated than it needs to be and that's when i'll get off of the you know Nova launcher. I'll remove the launcher that I have that I'm trying to use with the Samsung features to just take it a notch up and just use it stock, you know. But um, I do love the features that you have. It's funny you mentioned Nova because my biggest gripe with the uh, interface on Samsung phones in general is, and they haven't changed this with Android 12, is the the app trace scrolls sideways, right? Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm so used to like the pixel way, which is scrolls vertical. So I put uh, Nova on there just to solve that problem. That's the only reason. I like, got you. Know. I put Nova for uh, the custom icon packs. Like oh, I mean, yeah, course. you can go yeah. to the Samsung yeah, yeah. store, but I'm just boring. I don't customize. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> see, I customize probably way too much. <laughs> well, but that's fun. That's the thing about Android, you know. So, yes, that's the beauty. So, sorry, I derailed our conversation about the S twenty two and the twenty two plus. <laughs> but the the display on all three is incredible. But I think the Ultra in yes. particular is just, you know, again, Ultra. It's like they just mm -hmm. keep making it better. It's so bright now. Oh my god, you know, and mm -hmm. the quality, and of course, the choice of resolution, all that. But um. You know, the other thing I'm really impressed with, with the 22 Plus, I'm in the same boat as you, by the way. I did not spend mm -hmm. as much time with the 22 Plus mm -hmm. versus the Ultra. I know you have the regular 22, but the the mm -hmm. big thing I noticed is, I don't know if you remember, but the S21, not the Ultra, the the, the regular and the Plus last year. Yes. They were mm -hmm. basically carrying over the cameras from the 20 series, which was okay. a 12 megapixel main and a 12 megapixel ultra wide. And then you had... A, this weird 64 megapixel telephoto, but it was a fake telephoto because they would just crop the sensor, right? They, they would take that 64 megapixel and take the middle of it and basically mm. zoom in three times by doing that, which mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. not really, it was clever and it also let them do the steady video better. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't give them the ability to do a proper telephoto and it suffered because of that relative mm -hmm. to the competition, relative even to their own products. Like, I think the Fan Edition phones, the 20 S20 Fan Edition, uh, the 21 S21 Fan Edition, have a better telephoto than the S21 and the S20 because they have mm -hmm. a real 3X, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they don't do mm -hmm. the Super Steady as well because they're not using that big 64 megapixel sensor for that. But it's a little, mm -hmm. you know, technical, but it's, makes a huge difference because this year we're getting a th real 
10 megapixel 3x telephoto, no excuses. The ultra wide stays the same. And then that 50 megapixel main sensor is super hot. Like, I don't know what they did, but all of a sudden it's almost as good with the main sensor as the ultra. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's exciting to me because it's like, I was always a little hesitant to recommend the, the 21 and 21 plus to people who were really into camera stuff, because I was like, you, you really did give up something compared to the, the ultra, but now mm-hmm. you're really not other than the mm-hmm. 10X, you know, crazy, what it's called, like, you know, periscope thing, which, you know, is, is the trick, right? Is why you buy the yeah, ultra. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think for that, for the average person, right? Like, think of this, they're just doing their thing. Like the people who buy iPhones and all the galaxies out there, they don't buy the high-end ones usually. They buy an iPhone 13 or they buy an S22. They're going to get better photos no matter what they do now. That That's very true. And that's a good way to look at it. And it's funny that you say that in terms of like, I guess, which is the biggest seller out of the lineup, so to speak. And I did a poll on my Instagram, actually, because I wanted to know which phone should I put the most attention and time to right now that my audience cares to see. Uh And I'll say at least my audience on Instagram, it was significantly higher votes for the Galaxy S22 Ultra as Mm. the phone that they wanted to learn more about, which is one of the reasons that I've been spending more time with it between the two. I thought it was going to be the Galaxy S22. So... But out of the options that I gave him, it was between the Galaxy S22 and the Galaxy S22 Ultra because those are the two phones I have. But uh, it just kind of made it, it took me by surprise when I saw as many votes for the S22 Ultra. So I, I don't know, maybe if that's the biggest seller out of the three. I, I, what have you seen so far in terms of like what seems to be selling the most or gaining the most attention? Well, you know, my audience are big nerds, so they're really going to be into <laughs> all the tech. And so the S22 Ultra, of course. But look, I, that's why I am also want to tell people here on the show that if you don't have the budget or you don't think you need that 10X telephoto or the S Pen, like I can wholeheartedly, without feeling any kind of regret, tell you, go buy an S22 or an S22 Plus. Because yes. those cameras are so much better this year. Like mm-hmm. really, I mean, it's, it's like, if you just mash away at the button, you don't, you're not going to notice a huge difference, but in low light, those fringe cases, oh yeah, oh yeah, very, very For much sure. an improvement. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that's kind of what, um, one of the, if I had to do top fives on the S22, that would be the camera would be the biggest change, I think. And then battery life too, you know, I mean, you have the 22, but I have the 22 plus, which is bigger. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here's a kicker, right? So you look at the specs, the Ultra has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, what of course, right? And then the uh, Plus has a 4,500 milliamp. It's not that big of a difference, but it's still enough of a difference. Well, here's a killer thing. I ran my battery test for my review because hot hardware is all about specs and numbers, you know, and I noticed that the battery lasted longer on the Plus than on Hmm. the Ultra, even though I had the Ultra set to 1080p. So I can't Very figure it out. It's not that much. It's like, I think like 12 hours or there's 14 hours or something like that. There's not a yeah. huge difference on, on how much longer it ran, but it's so good, the battery life on this plus. I was really blown away. It's like it's the best, like it's, it's, a, it's a mid-tier out of the three, but it's like the best of both, you know, in Correct. terms of like, you can get some of the more premium features, but still have a device that is um, a bit less in price 
Um, so you can kind of get maybe more for less, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. If you were eyeing the Ultra or the S22 Plus, or rather, if you're eyeing the S22 Plus and the S22. Um, so, yeah, it's a nice little mid-tier, I would say. You get a little bit of the best of both worlds, so to speak. Yeah, when I first got it, I was like, oh, I wish it sent me the 22 because that's a big change, like yeah, a big difference. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's just going to be like, what's the point? What? Like, I'm busy. My thought was, why you? Why don't spend extra $200 and get the Ultra? And then I started using it a bit more. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's a little less bulky in your pocket. You still get a big screen. The battery life is even better. At least, you know, I ran one battery test because they take 12 mm-hmm. hours to run, right? So I didn't want to yeah. like, it could be that if I run it multiple times, maybe at the end, the S22 mm-hmm. Ultra will win. But but basically mm-hmm. you're getting the same, you're getting pretty much the same performance in terms of battery life, which is exciting. So mm-hmm. I was happy about that. That was cool. I'm trying to think what else there is. I mean, like spec wise, other than the cameras, you know, they're they're all very close and the batteries and the screens, right? It's just a tough one. I think the best value for sure is the S22, you know, the regular S22 for sure. Cause like, yeah. you're, you know, you're still getting a great battery, a good display. And I think mm-hmm. there's a couple of things you're losing. I mean, three things. You're losing Wi-Fi 6E, which again, nerds, yes, that's correct. you know, like mm-hmm. nobody has, <laughs> I don't even have a Wi-Fi 6 router at home right now. I have like five Same. something, I don't right? Think I so never mind 6E with six gigahertz. Um, but you do not have that on the base model, the 22. And then you're missing the ultra wideband, which right now True. Samsung only uses for one thing and it's the uh, Samsung tags. So... Instead, it's using Bluetooth, so it's not quite as precise as locating tags. You know, when you it's kind of like mm-hmm. AirTags, but the Samsung version of that. And if mm-hmm, you have a BMW, mm-hmm. like a new one, it uses the ultra wideband for unlocking the doors, so okay. you don't get that feature. But I mean, that's that one. That's one one or two cars, right? Uh, right and right, most right. cars use Bluetooth now, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then you go down from forty-five watt fast charging to 25 watt fast charging that is correct that's mm-hmm. the only three big differences and honestly I there's so. a 200 dollars price difference there it's i'm not sure it's worth upgrading unless you need the bigger screen i don't think it's worth upgrading to the 22 plus if you're on a budget mm. or like budget or you know if you if you want to save a bit of money is what i should say the 22 so you feel as i say so you feel either go for the s22 yeah. or go all the way to the s22 ultra yeah, I mean, there okay. is some room for the S22 Plus in so far that, you know, some people might say, well, you know, I want the bigger screen, but I don't need the better camera. Then maybe, maybe. But I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, you know, I'm kind of excited we have these problems. Like, <laughs> Again, you know, because we, we didn't always have these uh, things to concern ourselves with. Our lists were longer. <laughs> You know, but now it's like you're saying, we're just, we're trying to find something like what would be that one thing, but you got to really think hard. And at the end of the day, the beautiful thing about it is in even pointing out these things, they're not deal breakers. They're not things that would deter you from buying the phone or recommending the phone. And and that hasn't always been the case. So it's good to see that we're at this point now with technology where phones are so good, it's hard to pick out what else we'd want to see or what we don't like, <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah. it's a good space to be in. Good problems is what I call them. <laughs> exactly. Right. I feel like they've just nailed so many things. It's, 
it bothers me a bit because I'm like, I want to be more critical. I want to find flaws, you know? <laughs> no, I don't want to try to be negative. I'm just like, I want to balance it out with all this positive stuff. And also, I yeah. feel like I'm just worried that we're America, at least, like the US, is turning into a land of Apple versus Samsung, like hardcore. Like we used to always be very Apple versus Samsung, but there was always Google and OnePlus and a few other players in there. But like right now, if you're an Android user, I'm telling you, as somebody who is not a big fan of Samsung's UI, it is a hard, hard like call to resist these phones. Like, yeah. They are so good. So I don't know. What do you even, do? You know, with you saying that, even if you're out and about and you take a look at, you know, people in their phones, it's typically either an iPhone in their hand or like you said, if it's an Android. It's a Samsung phone. It's not as often that I see a phone that is not one of the two, True. at least from what I've seen. Um, yeah. Not to say that I've never seen any other brands, but those two brands are so heavy. It's like I don't really see much else. They're, they're really dominating. Yeah. Either iPhone or Samsung is what people tend to say. You know what I mean? It's not even Android. It's iPhone or Samsung Basically, or Apple or Samsung. That's what I'm saying. Like, and it's more more than ever this year, I think, is going to be yeah. like that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, OnePlus hasn't given us anything great. And the, the Pixel 6 Pro is awesome. But, you know, it's not, it's still a niche player. You know, OnePlus yeah, was yeah. the one that I felt had a chance to kind of, have a bit more volume because they were sold by T-Mobile, you know, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, last year they were just kind of like, wah, wah, wah. I mean, they weren't bad, but they weren't super exciting. So right, that's, right. That's, that's the wild card right now. If you're waiting and you're not in a rush to buy and you're not going iPhone and you're like, I'm in the US, I want a phone from a carrier, like, you know, supported properly with all the bands, you know, and I don't want a Pixel for whatever reason because it's already four months old or whatever, right? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I would say if you can wait, wait to see what OnePlus brings, especially if there's rumors of that 10 Ultra, which might have a Periscope as well. Um, True. Because they know this year they can't mess up. Like the 9 mm -hmm. was not that good. The 9 Pro was a very good phone, but it was too expensive because, you mm -hmm. know, you cannot justify spending almost as much as an Ultra on a OnePlus 9 Pro or 10 Pro and you're not going to get the carrier deals. You're not going to get the trading deals. It just doesn't make sense, right? Like, so, mm -hmm. no. I mean, you know, nerds, like, you know, we're going to go for it because we're like, oh, I want this particular feature or something. But mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. average person is just going to walk into a carrier store and just come out with a Galaxy, basically. You yeah, know, and the way they even look at the phones, the things that matter to them are different. For sure. You know, yeah. and more specifically, the camera. And 100%. taking it even a step further depending on the demographic, it, it definitely could be even social media and the way the camera appears when you're on certain social media platforms. Totally. So the, the, the things that are priorities to the average consumer are a little bit different. You know, so. it's interesting here in San Francisco when I walk around, uh, most people have iPhones, like the mm -hmm. vast majority. But when I see an Android phone, it's usually one of two things. It's either a, a flagship, like a, a Galaxy of some right, kind, right. And mm -hmm. it generally seems to be more tradespeople, like contractors and, and stuff yes, like that. Yes, I've seen right? that. I have seen that. And then, mm -hmm. uh, and then you, every now and then you see like Moto G or like some prepaid yep. Android because people are on a budget and they're saving money and they don't care about having the latest and the greatest. And that's basically what I see um, empirically walking around, you know, this crazy city that I live in. Question for you, would you say in that, have you really seen people with the Galaxy Fold 
or a foldable phone. Not really. I haven't. Not much either. And you know, I'm in a pretty tech-savvy place. So like, yeah. you'd think I would randomly from time to time, you know, other than all our good friends, Michael Fisher and all these folks, <laughs> right? and then I would run into someone who's using a folding phone as their main phone. But every time I go to the coffee shop or to like, you know, one of the local sandwich places near my house, when I had, when I was reviewing the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3 and I was pulling them out to like do tap to pay or whatever, everyone was just like, oh, what is that? You know, like, like there's always that weird. And so to me, I'm like, I understand that if I was like in a small town somewhere, but like Mm -hmm. this is Silicon Valley, like, you know, people (laughs) have money and they could buy this and they probably know it exists so Mm -hmm, i was mm -hmm. just surprised there was still a lot of like you know shock shock well not shock Mm -hmm. but more like what is that like tell me more about it kind of thing. oh inquisition yeah i got a lot of yeah totally i got a lot of people like hey can you buy that is that real like does it work is it solid like and i told them i was like you know if you had asked me last year i would have said hold your horses this is cool but this year like the z flip in particular i said like the, the z flip 3 i said if you want to be the cool kid on the block and you want an Android phone, like this is no brainer. Like it's that water, part, yeah. <laughs> it's water resistant. You get cool all that, you know, great performance, good camera, decent battery mm-hmm. life. Like I said, you cannot go wrong this year. But you didn't hear. No, that that's true. <laughs> hey, I don't want to be responsible <laughs> when you don't like it. No, I, I totally feel you. But it's what you're saying that, I and mean, as you were talking, it's just like I was thinking, like. I know I have the foldable, uh, the Galaxy Fold, and I'm like, I have enjoyed it, but I haven't really seen people using it out and about. Like, it's not a phone that I've seen in someone's hands other than someone that's reviewing it. So yeah. I was, I'd just be interested to see, like, the consumer base that is using it, you know, what city that's in, what they're using it for. Like, I don't know. It'd just be interesting to see it actually out in the real world being used by someone that's not reviewing it. (laughs) So not to say that it's not selling, because obviously it is. I just don't know to who, you know. For sure. Yeah, I I don't think I've seen one that wasn't either a journalist or like, you know, somebody who works for the company. Right, right. But, you know, speaking of which, um, switching gears a little bit to some new stuff, there is rumors that the Samsung Mm. Galaxy Z Fold 4 and Z Flip 4 are coming. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know that's happening, but the question is when and how and what. And what we're seeing here is that, as you know, the Fold 3, the big one, had S Pen support, but you had to buy it as an accessory, right? Mm-hmm. So the rumors right now from this article on Android Police, I'll put in the show notes, is that we're looking at a Z Fold 4 that would have potentially an S Pen built in. Nice. So how do you feel about that? Because we, you know, now, like, that gives people the ch- a choice of notes. Okay, the battle of the notes. That's the territory yeah. we enter into then. Ooh, that's a tough one. But yeah, at the same what time, you what you're saying that, you're then definitely buying it for its ability to fold, for that price jump, more so than not, depending on what other features they would bring to it. But if they put the S Pen inside of the fold, I think it'd make it even more enticing because... I will say when I was testing it to have it, you know, as an external accessory, it made me less inclined to use it because one, I didn't want to have to keep up with it. I was scared I was going to lose it. Um, it, Even putting the case on the phone that would hold it makes the 
phone bulkier, which affects the experience. And, you know, being a woman and, you know, our pockets aren't that big anyway, unless you're going to put it in your purse or something. It's just like, I don't know. I wasn't really fond of the fact that it was not inside of the phone. Um, So if they actually put it inside the phone, oh, man, that would definitely just take its usability to that next level because you're simplifying your setup. For sure. I'm looking through this article real quick, and basically the other news here, the other rumor other than the built-in S Pen for the Fold is that it is, we have a slightly smaller display, on like minorly slightly smaller and maybe less bezel. So the form factor of the phone itself when it's shot and when you put it in your pocket would be a little more manageable and smaller, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And that might be a good thing because that very tall, skinny front screen is always a bit tough to use, I find. I have an Oppo it Find is. N. The Oppo Find N is the Oppo foldable, and it's mm-hmm. like an, a, a shrunk-down f- Galaxy Z Fold 3. It, it's, uh, it's when it's shut, the size of an iPhone 13 mini. So oh. imagine opening, putting two iPhone 13 minis next to each other and opening them up like a book. And... And that's the size nice. of the inside screen. So it's actually very cool because it's almost as big when it's open right. as the Z Fold. But when it's shut, the outside screen, it feels like you're holding a thick iPhone, like an iPhone 13 mini with a battery pack. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you enjoy using the front display on the Fold? Did you find that you tended like I you don't like it as much. It? As, yeah. yeah, I found it too cumbersome. Mostly for me, it was typing. Like the keyboard is so shrunken. Yes. That was the challenge. And that, you know, that Oppo is that. fixing that because yeah. it's, and it's still small, like the keyboard on a iPhone 13 mini, but it's still wider mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the Fold 3, right? So there you go. Yeah. The other thing that I wasn't as big on, and I'm trying to make sure I remember correctly, is um, like if I customize the front display, when I opened the phone up, it was you know, my layout was different. Yep. And if I asked, when I selected the option to mirror what I did on the front display, on the inner displays, it wasn't what I thought it would be. Right. Um, I thought it would be, I can't remember exactly how it was, but I, I thought it was going to be a bit different. It didn't exactly mirror it in the way that it was on the front display. It was still a bit different. It wasn't as fluid as I would like. So I would hope that with this iteration, that's something that gets addressed and changed as well. So that, I don't know, it just felt like too much. Like I got this layout on the front, then I got this layout on the inside. When I tell it I want it to mirror, I want it to truly do that in yeah. every sense of the word. So yeah, that they, he's, That's too. my problem with the Fold. The reason I don't think I would ever want to own it as my main phone is because, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't think I need that kind of screen <laughs> real estate. But also yeah. because, you know, overall I feel like there's still enough stuff here that needs a bit more work, like as yeah. on the software side, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I like the Flip better of the two Samsung phones that are folding. Rumors on the Flip 4 are very few changes that we don't know anything right now other than the, the, the screens are going to be almost the same size inside and out. Mm. But what, as I said to you earlier, that's my wishful thinking, but I'm hoping for them carrying over the S22 cameras Probably not the the telephoto, but maybe the uh, the ultra wide and that fifty megapixel main. I'm hoping that'll happen. So yeah, I we'll would see. like to see better cameras for sure. Yeah. But it's so cool using the cameras on the fold. Um, like my friends are always wowed. One yep. when I pull the phone out, and two 
when we show when I show the camera and show that I can take their photo while they can see themselves or how it looks when I put it, you know, in an L shaped format. Yeah, so the that flex we can mode. See ourselves. Yeah. Right, the flex mode. I couldn't even think of the word. I had <laughs> a brain okay. for it. Thank I, you. I don't even remember because <laughs> I just read it in the in the story I was uh, just reading. Yeah. Yes. The flex mode. It's just like it's definitely a conversation starter, the phone, period. But then as you show the features, you know, it's it's definitely it has that wow factor. And the pictures came out pretty well. It's just the um the inner display cameras, the cameras inside weren't the best. Um and I feel like those are ones that I would like to use a little bit more, um, but have the confidence that they'll perform the way that I need them to as well. But still, like, again, like with the S22 lineup, these are things that we're pointing out that could be better. But I will still stand by saying that none of these things are deal breakers for me. I would still highly recommend the phone and still enjoy my experience. But if you're like, what didn't you like or what would you like different? It would be that. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what happens, but I'm excited about the folding phones this year. I'm hoping that Me too. you know they bring even more to the table because last year, like the big surprise was the water resistance, and yeah, and, that was. And I mean, that's a big deal for people, and also more rugged, mm-hmm. more robust. You know, like even though mm-hmm. it's still more fragile than a regular phone, they 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 made it more bulletproof, which is why I was able to feel more confident recommending it to people when they saw it at the coffee shop. You know, right, right. So we got a bunch of quick news items I want to go through so that that my listeners can know what's up because Mobile Congress sure. is coming up next yes. week. Well, it's actually the week after, but I'm flying out on the 24th. That's what I was going to ask. Are you going? <laughs> yeah. Are you going too? No, I won't be making it this year, Okay, but I'll be watching your coverage. <laughs> awesome. And so, you know, there's a lot of phones being announced that are not US phones, but they're going to be important. Uh, the as you know, BBK Group, the parent company of OnePlus, is also mm-hmm. you know Oppo, and it's also Vivo, and it's also Realme, and mm-hmm. they all have slightly different products. But ov- overall, they share a lot of technology and they share a lot of features. So when the flagship comes out from Oppo, usually the OnePlus Pro phones is pretty much the same as their flagship Pro phone, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like cosmetically different, slightly different OS skinning, right? But Mm-hmm. It's basically the same. So we already know what the OnePlus 10 Pro looks like because it's out in China and it's coming sometime Correct. to the US. But now we have the other shoe that dropped. The uh, Oppo mm-hmm. Find X5 Pro is basically the equivalent from Oppo. It's a Snapdragon mm-hmm. 8 Gen 1, like the uh, Samsung okay. S22s. It has like crazy ass cameras. And we don't know much really because all they said is <laughs> Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 24th of February is the big announcement at Mobile Congress. Well, actually, a few days before Mobile Congress, because that doesn't start till the 28th. Mm-hmm. And Hasselblad. They announced a Hasselblad partnership. So it's not just OnePlus now. It's also parent company Oppo that's going to have phones with a Hasselblad branding, which is an, a change. Ah, I know, okay. right? Like, hmm. Do you see how th- those two companies are getting closer and closer, Oppo and OnePlus? They yeah. used to be much more separate, but now they're kind of right. Like... So that's basically all we know, folks. And I just okay. want to let you know to keep an ear out, uh, especially those of you listening in India and in the UK and Australia, because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of my audience abroad. For those of you who don't really care about the U.S. stuff, um, your nice BBK Group flagship, your Oppo, is coming on the 24th. So keep your eyes peeled. Oh, and they have a custom 
ISP. So you know how when we went to Qualcomm in Hawaii, they told us all about the ISP for the for all the great you know, Snapdragon site, all the photography features. Well, mm-hmm, Oppo mm-hmm. is throwing all that out the window and created their own chip to process uh, photos and videos on their cameras called okay. the Mary Silicon X, like M-A-R-I Silicon X. Yeah, so that's got me as a camera enthusiast, very like both scratching my head and also like, oh, I wonder if this, how that's going to work out, right? It could be mm-hmm, a disaster, mm-hmm. but it could also yeah. be really great. So interesting, right? Time that like, This is not the first time. I think there was another company. I think it was Vivo, which is an sister company that did a mm-hmm. uh, custom ISP last year on one of their 888 phones. So mm. we'll see what happens. Basically, yeah, time will tell, and I'm excited to see because I mean, all these things which you're mentioning they, they sound pretty exciting to have on a phone. <laughs> I mean, I you think know? it's important because, like, when Oppo does something else, it's like you know, one foot drops, then one plus does something else, yeah. or the other way around, right? So, mm-hmm, it, this, mm-hmm. this could signal that maybe that, um, if there is a, a rumored one plus 10 Ultra that has a periscope telephoto, maybe they'll use that same custom chip for the image processing since they have also Hasselblad branding. See what I'm saying? Mm, that's yeah, why I think I that you. that's kind of the connection to the US market if there is a connection. It's a lot of ifs mm-hmm. because we don't know if a OnePlus 10 Ultra is happening. Yeah, so we'll see, right? That we will. Yeah. The next one that I want to point out, I have an unboxing video on my channel of the Realme 9 Pro Plus and 9 Pro. Realme is kind of like, you remember when OnePlus was super affordable? And they're kind of like breaking yes, all the rules. I do. So yes, Realme do. is the new OnePlus. It's the same parent company. So the same parent company okay. as Oppo and OnePlus. And they're making like these really affordable, heavy spec, really nice looking phones for India primarily. Mm. And like Vietnam and Philippines and other markets like that. Mm-hmm. And this really got me excited about this 9 Pro Plus is that you know how OIS, like optical image stabilization is like a high end feature. You see it on like the flagships. Sometimes you see it on a mid-range phone. Sometimes even flagships don't have it. Like last year, the OnePlus 9, they didn't have it on there, which was a boneheaded decision because it made the Mm -hmm. low light pictures a little softer. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it stabilizes your lens, right? Guess what? This phone is $350 or so, and it has OIS on the main lens. Not only that, but the main lens is the same sensor as the ultra-wide on the OnePlus 9 last year. So it's a really high-end 50-megapixel OIS camera on a 300 and... I think $335 is the the price. What? I know. So that's kind of why I was like, okay, like, send me those. I want to play with them. The other one, the 9 Pro, (laughs) they somehow sent me both. I just figured I'd unbox them together. The 9 Pro doesn't really excite me very much. But get this, right? You know your phones. This has mm-hmm. 90 hertz AMOLED, right? It has a Dimensity 925G chip from MediaTek. It has mm-hmm. that crazy camera thing, and it's $335. Oh, and 60 watt charging. 60 watt. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I tell you, there's some good stuff happening in other countries. We're not just, we're not, we're just not getting the goodness. <laughs> right. You just got to know how to get it if you can get it, because that right there, yeah, that's. <laughs> that's not something we commonly see here as a phone that we can get. <laughs> you know what I, know, I mean? I mean, imagine if the Moto G's that, you know, Moto send us were like this good for the price. 
Yeah. Ah, now that would be cool. Um, that's kind yeah. of why I'm excited about these things, and and thankfully I can get my hands on them. Um, awesome. and then yes, the, the, the next thing is, and this is more like a an announcement, really. Like, since you you know everybody's going to be keeping an eye on uh, out for uh, all the stuff happening at Mobile Congress, Honor, which is now split apart from Huawei, right, as its own brand, has been making a few phones for like the last year, and they have a big announcement for one called the Magic Four on coming on february 28th so i'm bringing that up because mostly if you click on the link and look at this story from fandroid the uh the teaser photo has this crazy camera eye thing and so you know as a camera phone enthusiast i'm always a little titillated and excited when i see something that looks out of control so there you go <laughs> that's what i got you nothing eye. wrong with that i'm like i want a piece of that i'll take it and that honestly nice. in the past when they were still together with huawei the honor phones were kind yeah, of always yeah. a cheaper version of the huawei phones and they mm-hmm. were always really great so i'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table with these these new phones at uh, mwc um yeah. and then um Speaking of this OnePlus stuff earlier, we talked about Oppo and, you know, Carl Pei, the guy who used to run OnePlus with Pete Lau, he left Mm -hmm. like a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and he started a company called Nothing, which is really weird because I'm like, I work for nothing. Like, no, I I still get paid, (laughs) but I work for See what I'm saying? Anyway. Suspend all words. Yeah, no. So, I never thought about somebody having to say that. <laughs> so the, this company, Nothing, is made a pair of earbuds <laughs> that was really yeah. good. Um, and they were like $99, and they have wireless charging, active noise canceling, and this really mm-hmm. cool translucent case. You've seen our friends' yes. videos on YouTube. So mm-hmm. get this. There are rumors that they're making a smartphone now. And interesting. It, and it involves Google as partners and it involves Qualcomm, Snapdragon as a partner. So Really? Yeah, because what happened was if you look at that link, CalPay tweeted something saying, I've switched back to Android because he was on an iPhone for a while. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the responses were Android saying, like the Android Twitter account saying, We've got a lot to catch up on, Carl. And then immediately after that, Snapdragon account posting a picture of three bodybuilders holding, like doing an arm wrestling like together. So yeah, yeah, the three of them are doing something is what it kind of in, like I don't know. Teaser. Yeah. It's a te- for I think like, this could just be a, look into. it just could just be nothing, but it could also be like, oh, it could be nothing. Oh my God. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> What a pun. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Right, right, right. It's such an easy word to play off of, too. You know? Man, but, uh, but that I would fell be into that one, that didn't trio. I? Yeah, you, you did. But it was good. It was a good fall. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. Anyway. But yeah. um, that, that would be a good trio, though, I would say. The, the, the and, three of them made something together. So there's another thing that is you have to kind of go and add to that sauce. Do you remember Essential? Yes, I do. They got bought by nothing like about a year ago. So they, they're not, not the product, right? But the brand and the IP and the, you know, basically all the, the patents or whatever they had. So 
So that that's another reason why I'm like, this is very possible. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that, honestly. Yeah. And you know, Carl Pei, I've talked to him a few times and he is a smartphone guy. Like when he decided yeah, yeah. to go do nothing, I was like, okay, earbuds really like everybody's making earbuds. Don't get me wrong. You made really nice looking earbuds. They're affordable. They have good specs. I have a pair. They're wonderful. But like, that seems very restrictive. You can do right, better. You're right. way more ambitious than that, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. here we are now with rumors of a phone. I'm, I'm calling this one, mm-hmm. you know, not busted as Mythbusters would say. So that's real. It's right. happening. And what if, it, what if it was, and I don't know if I'm reaching with this one, but what if it was translucent like the headphones? No kidding. That would be dope. Right? <laughs> because, you know, you can buy phones that are kind of like that. Uh, Red Magic, yeah. the gaming phones, have a translucent back with a fan that's LED and you can see it spinning. Okay, okay. And, and Xiaomi's done a phone like that too in the past. But here's the thing. It was fake. So like when you the chips that you saw through there were like just painted on, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really translucent, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they have a chance to do it and make it look real and right. If they did, that would be something that we haven't seen on the smartphone market, it would definitely set the bar. It would get, uh, to me, a good buzz, just like the headphones did. Because, again, we don't really see, you know, translucent headphones like that. I don't think I've ever had. Uh, unless somebody modified it, you know what I mean? And went in and took off the back and put on a clear back type of deal or put on a skin. But that would be so cool to see a phone mm-hmm. like that. I don't yep. know the logistics if it's something that's doable are feasible but if it is that would be that new innovative thing that i think could definitely set them apart across the market i'm Mm -hmm. i'm i'm totally excited about this if it's real Um, and you know all the good stuff from essential this you know very design centric but without cutting corners at the same Mm -hmm. time also being well priced would be a good good thing now that that part <laughs> on paper nothing is basically UK based as a company even though the phones are made in China they have an office in Shenzhen mm-hmm. and Carl is actually both Chinese and Swedish nationality mm-hmm. so he grew up in Sweden I believe and went to school there so you know um I don't know if we'll see this phone here in the US it's a tall order to get a phone in the US certified by all the carriers and all that so I'm not quite sure if it's going to reach that far but you know what i don't care i'll still get my hands on one and play with it and that way you folks listening especially those of you abroad know what you're getting into if you're interested in if that actually becomes true which we'll see yeah yeah i'll tell on that one as well <laughs> i know well listen we should awesome, probably wrap awesome. up um yes. do you want to tell uh, my audience where they can find you on the internet all your social media handles and talk about your youtube and all oh, that of course Yes. So um, on my YouTube channel, I like to take a kind of like um, conversational approach to technology. It's a combination of lifestyle and tech reviews, unboxings, tips and tricks for different devices. Try to cover it all. Um, but you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Tech Me Out, as well as on Twitter. And that's T-E-C-H-M-E. O-U-T. Now, on YouTube, you can find me under that, but on Instagram and Twitter, it's T-E-C-H-M-E-0-U-T. So, there you go. That's, yeah, those are the handles. <laughs> Absolutely. And folks, please subscribe to Tech Me Out's YouTube channel and follow her on social. 
And you know where to find me on the internet. I'm at Tankerl, that's T-N-K-G-R-L, like the comic book character, but without the vowels. That's my handle on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to ask questions about the show or comment about the show, hit both of us up on Twitter or Instagram and we'll answer your questions and comments. And there's a couple of YouTube channels for you to subscribe to. YouTube.com slash MobileTechPodcast and YouTube.com slash MobileTechMore. They're basically visual compliments to the podcast, unboxings, hands-ons, reviews, that sort of stuff. Mostly unboxings, really. And it's all about phones and personal audio, mostly. And then there's YouTube.com slash MobileTechMore, which is about all the meta stuff, basically. All the technology that's related to the smartphone, but not directly smartphone, like home tech, car tech, travel tech, that sort of stuff. So you know how YouTube works. So like, subscribe, tell your friends, click the little notification icon, comments in the comments, let me know what you think of the videos. And if you want to comment about the podcast on the videos, that's totally fine too. I'll definitely field those questions. So check out the YouTube channels. And of course, the podcast lives at mobiletechpodcast.com. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, and everywhere good podcasts can be found. There's even an RSS feed there if you're old school and you want to subscribe the old way. So yeah, check it out. And please rate or review the show if your app lets you do that because it helps with discovery. I'd certainly appreciate it. Also, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash tankgirl. That's patreon.com slash T-N-K-G-R-L. Got some special tiers there. You've got a video version of the podcast that comes out before the audio version and it's less edited, a little more raw and you get to see the phones and you get to see Tech Me Out in person. So check it out. There's also a Discord server you can join and a tier for that. So yeah, you know, I couldn't really do this podcast without your support and Patreon is a great way to help so consider joining the patreon there's all kinds of options and tiers there i'd certainly appreciate it i want to thank my patrons for being with me i appreciate you all and if you don't like patreon i get it don't worry about it there is also a paypal link in the show notes you can click through and buy me a coffee you know i like myself a coffee so maybe you can help that way Finally, I want to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible has been with us since the early days, and it's an awesome platform for audiobooks. It's the platform for audiobooks. So check it out. We have a special deal for you, 30-day free trial. You get to keep a book at the end. The URL for that is audibletrial.com slash mobiletech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobiletech. You know, I think you'll stay if you try the 30-day free trial because... Audible is such a great platform. If you're like me and you like to read books, but you're constantly in front of the screen and you're tired and you'd rather have somebody read you a book, Audible's got you covered. They have tons of books. They have books read by the author. They have some short format stuff as well. They have some podcasts. You know, say you're on a road trip and you're driving and you want to be entertained. It's a great way to use Audible. Another one is on planes. You know, it's hard to read on planes. You know, it's dark. Your eyes get tired. Same deal. Listen to a book instead. So, Check out audibletrial.com slash mobiletech and help me help Audible. And again, I want to thank them for being our longtime sponsor. And I want to thank you, Tech Me Out, for being my guest yet again. Thank you for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself, um, as always, with you having these conversations. So thank you as well. 
Well, we'll definitely have you on again at some point in the future. And folks, you know we'll have another podcast next week, so stay tuned for that. Until then, cheers, everybody. Bye. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.